Welcome back to season two of Saved Podcast, where we capture conversations over coffee. This week, we have coffee. Do you have coffee? I have a smoothie. That'll be it for this week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have coffee either. It was matcha, so. This, well, I'm drinking coffee. Uh, just trying to keep uh, whatever the word is. Continuity? Consistency. Yeah. yeah and continuity. Um, so I'm trying, at least. <laughs> Um, this week, we are joined uh, by my co-host, Amia, and our friend Tyler Parr. Hello, I'm Tyler Parr. <laughs> As for sake of continuity, <laughs> uh, last last episode, uh, we said we were going to have Tyler Parr on, uh, but that didn't happen because we don't schedule, we don't have plans over here. No. We just kind of, um, you know, just ask people that we see first. Mm-hmm. And we saw Laura DeSantis. We've seen her every day since. Yeah. Every, day. every hour of every day since then. So you're not Tyler Parr, but that's okay. That's okay. I am. I appreciate it. Uh, it's been my lifelong dream to be on the Grape Juice podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. Longtime fan yeah. and listener. So yeah. well, I appreciate that. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, for those that don't know, Grape Juice was uh, uh, the best podcast that ever existed. Did you ever listen to it? totally we had three episodes yeah it was four all of them really yeah oh yeah we did have four yeah it was pretty fun it was was your only fan it was me and graph okay yeah i was your only fan oh be careful how you say (laughs) (laughs) i know i said that and i was like oh crap (laughs) uh so anyway i do have a question yeah. And my question is, what is the tattoo that's on your ankle? Oh, great question. I actually got that tattoo literally two weeks ago. Really? Um, it is a rocket ship. Aww. If you can see it under the table. Oh, yeah. I see. Um, I got it with my best friend, McLaren. Uh, we got matching tattoos. Hers is on her forearm. Or not forearm. This is the upper arm. Mm-hmm. Um, bicep. I'm, I, don't know, I don't know muscle areas. Just like right here. Uh, yeah, yeah, that area. I'm pointing at it right now for everybody who's, yeah. who's Lower watching. Lower bicep. Almost where, like the opposite of elbow. Yeah, opposite, the opposite of elbow. Opposite elbow. Um, we got it because the significance. Um, when we were starting to become friends with each other, uh, we were driving home from discipleship and uh, a song Sorry, came on by... <laughs> It was so stupid. <laughs> it was a really dumb. You're making our guests feel terrible right I know, now. But in though, like that's so stupid. <laughs> All right, Get I had to out. just say it. And now that I said it, anyway, I'm so sorry. Continue. It's about okay. The it's show. okay. Um, so my best friend McLaren and I were yeah. driving home together, and a band called A Rocket to the Moon came on, <gasps> which is one of my all-time favorite bands. And, like, not that many people know about them. I, I can do. tell Corey does by the way he reacted. Mm-hmm. He knows everything. And uh, something about me is I love music. Music is a huge part of my life. Mm-hmm. So seeing somebody who knows the same artist as me and actually likes them yeah. uh, is really exciting. And that was, like, a really big thing that we bonded over when we were forming our friendship. So we Aww. thought we'd get a little rocket ship That's together. Really but yeah, it's fresh. It, it's hurting. That's why I have it kind of exposed That's more. unfortunate. Yeah, I scratched it, oh. I think. It looks really cute, though. Thank I you. Like it. It's a lot bigger than I wanted, but... Well, nobody has to know, except yeah. that they all know now. They um, all know. When I was uh, in high school, what would this be? My freshman year? Sophomore year. Freshman or sophomore year. Um, me and my uh, friend Dan, we uh, formed an acoustic band, mm-hmm. and we had uh, a gig lined up at Eurogyro. No way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I backed out of the band like last minute and then, so never. Is he famous though? He's, yeah. You may have heard of him. Uh, Harry Styles. Oh, wow. <laughs> My friend Dan named Harry Styles. <laughs> um, he changed his name for fame. Yeah. yeah people yeah. typically do that. But, uh, we, we played, uh, like the same genre of music. Mayday Parade, Rocket mm-hmm. to the Moon. But yeah, uh, speaking of Rocket to the Moon, we learned, we played Baby Blue Eyes. Oh. It's a good song. Baby, baby blue eyes, with me by my side. Yeah, that song? Yeah. Yeah. He has a really high-pitched voice, though, so I can't do that anymore. Hence high school. Hence high school. True. I feel like I don't know many things about you, but I do have some category for you in my mind that you like music and you go to a lot of concerts. Mm-hmm. What is the first concert that you ever went to? Uh, the first concert I ever went to, I was in kindergarten. 
I saw NSYNC. That's wild. Yeah. um, I don't remember it, obviously, because I was a child. But my mother likes to remind me we were sitting in the lawn and I'd be screaming, I love you, Justin. Because I was obsessed with Justin Timberlake as a child. That's really cute. But yeah, that was my first concert. Yeah. So there's a lot of like influence from your parents, I'm assuming, in what you like. Yes. Um, A lot of their music I like a lot. They listen to a lot of like classic rock music, um, which I think is what influenced me into like my emo punk music that I listen to Mm. primarily. But I still have a huge heart for boy bands, so yeah. that hasn't gone away. <laughs> now, something interesting. Um, Mom, what is your temperament? Uh, flake cleric. So th- this is why I say it was interesting, just making sure. Um, <laughs> you like very emotional music. I know. Yet, um, <laughs> on average, you are, you are not as emotional as most. That is true. Um, what, what draws you to the more emo, emotional music? Um, well, I don't think this will help the point you're bringing up. <laughs> um, the lyrics, like how they make me feel. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm not like super emotional of a mm. person, um, but most of it's because I don't understand my feelings and emotions. Uh, but music helps me figure that out Mm. like if i've been listening to a song five times in a row or more i'm like (laughs) oh crap this is how i'm feeling um and it helps me process a lot Mm. that's really interesting do you feel like you've always known that about yourself or that's something you only recently discovered uh i think that's something i've always known because that's how i've coped with like bad news in my life Mm -hmm. like a family member getting sick or dying yeah i'd always just lay under my bed with my my Walkman, imaging mm. myself, um, and just blasting like it in my ears. Yeah, just listening to music because I'm like, I don't know what else to do, so I'm just gonna listen to music and yeah. figure it yeah. out. Mm. So like when uh, you're just over there and we just hear death metal, we're just like, stay away from Laura today. <laughs> she's Today's she's not a good day. not a good day. <laughs> so I mean that's that's good to know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what was your uh, situation like growing up? Uh, your what was your relationship like with your parents? Let's start there. Um, I think I had a pretty normal relationship with my parents. Um, I know my mom, I think, didn't work, I think, after my brother was born. So she mm. was home a lot um, until we got older. Um, but my dad traveled a lot for work. So he was gone at least once a week, a month. Mm. But he was also very supportive with, like, sports I played a lot of sports growing up, and he was always there helping me out. And I always remember watching TV with my parents at night. Um, but they were pretty, like, chill. Mom and Dad, I didn't get punished mm-hmm. or anything, which is great. Um, probably bad now because I'm not good with discipline. But <laughs> I appreciated it, and they really just gave us the freedom to do what we wanted. Are you the middle child? I am the middle child. It's the worst. I never got my own room. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I know. It was pretty tragic. Yeah. You, I, you had to have got your own room because you're the only yeah, girl. Yeah, I am the middle child, but um, I never experienced middle child syndrome, so I can't really You're very lucky. Yeah. I also wasn't the middle child for a long time, too, because Desmond has only existed for like 11, 11 years. years. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's, that's a long time. Yeah, but like my childhood, he didn't really exist for that, like... When I was, when I was born, what? I don't know. I can't really do math right now, so I'm not gonna think about it. It's okay. <laughs> Plus, we're not talking about me. Um. So, what was your relationship like with uh, your siblings? Uh, I guess it just depends on the age frame. Um, my brother and I feel like got along pretty well when we were like young kids. Mm. Um, we would play video games together. We would do make believe and pretend like we were characters from our favorite TV show and run around like oh. crazy kids in the basement. Mm. Um, so I say mostly we were pretty close and mm. hung out a lot until maybe I was a teenager and it's not as cool to be with my little brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my sister, she's five years older than me. So we weren't really close growing up. Yeah. Um, 
especially when we shared a room because mm. I was always angry because she'd watch TV and stuff and like fall asleep to the TV and I need oh, silence and Ugh. I'd always bitterly get up when she'd fall asleep and turn the TV off or like I'd hide her remote when <laughs> she wasn't home. That's funny. Um, but like she was a high schooler mm. and I was a middle schooler, I think, yeah. um, at that point. So obviously we're in different um, mood stages of our lives, yeah. um, but we definitely got a lot closer after she moved out. That's when we actually became friends. Where did you grow up? Um, Silver Lake. Okay. So you went to Stowe School System? Cuyahoga Falls. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that's how that worked. Mm. Did you like it? Um, yes. Well, originally we were supposed to go to Catholic school. Mm. Um, but my mom missed a deadline by like a day, I think. So she, they just put us in public school which, for the whole rest of your education. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. It's so great. I'm very no. I mean, I don't know how life would be if I went to Catholic school. Yeah. It'd be so different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we went. Um, I forget your question. I think you just asked. You answered went. it. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, are your parents Catholic, or they just wanted you to go to like a good private school? Uh, I think they identify as Catholic. What does that mean? They don't practice it. Okay. Like, to this day, they don't go to church or anything. Um, but, like, they were raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. So. So, like, when you were little, did you ever go to church at all? Or it was just yeah. like, okay. Um, I think we might have gone with my parents when we were like little, little, Mm -hmm. but eventually we just went with my grandparents. Um, my mom's parents lived around the block from us. So we would go to church every Sunday with them. Um, but I stopped going to church when my grandma died. Um, she had pancreatic cancer. Um, that that's one of the situations where I laid under my bed with my Walkman, like crying my eyes out. Cause I'm like, I don't know what to do. Um, but that's when we stopped going to church. Um, I, well, at least I did because I didn't want to go without her. It was too painful for me. Yeah. So it was more so like, because that was the place that she took you rather Mm -hmm. than like, I always thought of her and then I'd be like, why is she not here? And sad. Yeah. It was easier just not to think about it. Yeah. That makes sense. Suppressing emotions is always really, really good. Amen. Yeah. You guys are crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, did you enjoy uh, going to church when you did, or did you understand it? Um, I liked it. Mm. Um, I have always thought I had a great singing voice. Uh, mm. I don't I don't have a great singing voice. <laughs> um, but as a child, I thought I was amazing and wanted to be a singer when I grew up. So I would be so excited just belting out the music. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, um, when I was young, young, they took the kids away to, like, do activities pretty yeah. much when they shared the gospel like well like the hard-hitting part of the bible you know and they yeah. like get rid of the kids that's so funny have them do coloring activities we can't tell them they're sinners right that would be bad It'd be so bad um and then i did like psr class on mondays and learned stuff Ooh. so i i like church mm. um but you know as you get older it's boring and um i don't like waking up on sundays mm-hmm. yeah i don't think i've ever heard anyone say that they enjoyed psr yeah, I didn't mind it. I'm I'm a weird person who likes to learn. Oh, well, me too. So That's fair. Yeah. Hmm. Were you uh, learning in just because it was just more information, or were you excited because you were learning about uh, God and, like, getting closer to Him? I just liked learning. Hmm. I didn't really consider, like, getting closer to God. Hmm. And so uh, with your parents, are they still together? No, they are not. Uh, when did they uh, split up? Um, official divorce was on my 16th birthday. Wow. <laughs> um, it was hard. just fun timing. Yeah. But uh, I think they started, um, it all, like, I remember it happening when I was, like, 13 mm-hmm. is when everything started getting awkward and fighty. Mm-hmm. And then I think my dad moved out when I was, like, 14 or 15. When was it that your grandma passed away? I was like 10. Okay. Okay. I'm just trying to get the timeline. Whatever age you are when you're in fifth grade. Yeah. I think it's 10. Yeah. yeah 10 or 11. Yeah. You're like tw- uh, 2002. Oh my God. Yeah. That's when I was born. Oh. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I was in second grade. That's um, so funny. You are so young. I always forget that. Me too. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, so, I mean, yeah, like, with your grandma passing and being very close to her, and then um, with your parents splitting up, uh, as someone who's not good at understanding their emotions, um, what was your reflex to get out of that? Like, what, uh, you said you went to music a lot. Um, what Was there other things that, like, you went to as a kind of help or cope with these things? Uh, I read a lot. Um, I very much hermited. Yeah. Mm. Is that even a, is that how you would verb it? Hermited? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I would just always be in my room reading, listening to music, watching TV. I didn't really do as much. I kind of started distancing myself from like friends because I just was sad and mm-hmm. none of my friends really could relate to it either. Mm. So it was hard to, if I even wanted to talk about it, talk about it. Yeah. I don't mm. even think I actually talked about it mm. with my friends. Did uh, anyone try to pursue you to like ask you how you're doing and try to get you to open up and process what's going on? You know, Dara literally just asked me this question about this topic. (laughs) Really? On Saturday. That's funny. And I said, I don't know. I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm really bad at like remembering my childhood. Um, I think it's just the way I was designed. I don't think I'm repressing anything yeah. unless I am. And it might come out on this podcast. <laughs> so you That'd heard it great. first. <laughs> I did kill a bunch of people. No, right, no, you know. <laughs> but, no yeah. Like, yeah. uh, I think sis is the same way where, uh, she like knows the highlights, mm-hmm. but she'd be like, oh, I mean, it was, she'll clump like years together. Just be like, <laughs> it was a good year. Be like, what happened? It was just good. I'm yeah. nothing I mean, bad, I guess. Right. You're a kid. Like that's just how it is. Those were all the same years mm-hmm. in my mind. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I, there's Logan Bayless kind of like. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah, yeah. every day of the yeah. year. Um, I'm not like that. But I remember like a lot of events and a lot of situations. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know either. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, Lori. Yes. Through, who'd you, uh, who were you closer with um, after your parents split? Did you uh, cling to your mom or your dad? I cling to my mom, uh, mainly because she was there. Mm. And I didn't know what was happening with the divorce, any reasonings or anything. They never really explained anything to Mm. us. Um, So my brain just assumed it was my dad's fault. Mm. Mm. Um, So I hated him, Mm. to be honest. Um, I wanted nothing to do with him. I hated my weekends. I had to go over there. Um, so yeah, I was definitely closer to my mom mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. my dad. Was there anything going on? Like, were you still going to church at that point? No. So you stopped going to church and, um, after your grandma passed, you said? Yes. So was there anything that like came about like from everything that you learned going to church where it's like maybe God, what, what's he up to? Like what? Where's he in the situation? Did you ever have those thoughts? No. <laughs> I was just, my um, brain went to, wow, relationships can't actually work. Marriage mm. is mm. pointless. Mm. So why bother pursue that? Yeah. Especially because you were 16. So mm-hmm. it's like, that's when you're forming your ideas about all the things and you're figuring that stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. Would you consider yourself a Catholic at that point? Like, yeah. I always believed in God. Mm. I never doubted that he existed mm. i just didn't do anything about yeah. it was that because you didn't know that you could do anything about it yes i didn't i had no idea i just thought um because i believed in god and i was real and like i uh, you mentioned earlier i didn't murder any people even though maybe <laughs> yeah. that's my trauma no um yeah i'm like i'm good enough so i'm fine yeah hmm. so what was that like then like basically the beginning of your high school years like having all this really heavy stuff that you were bringing in. What was high school like for you? Um, we said uh, introvert and hermit crab. Her- introverted hermit crab. Yeah. Um, yeah, high school. Man, talk about blocked out memories. No. Uh, high school wasn't terrible. I was like one of those people that I wasn't popular, but I wasn't a loser. Mm-hmm. But I hung out with both crowds, mm-hmm. all the crowds. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like I kind of do that now. I'm just kind of like, you'll see me with this group of people one day and like yeah. the next group. I just the get along. Losers the popular kids. Right. Yeah. I won't say who's the losers, Corey. <laughs> like um, the popular, preppy schoolgirls like Amia. I'm yes. literally and not like And then the burnouts that. like Corey. Yes, yes. 
We'll come back to that. <laughs> um, yeah, so high school, I definitely was trying to seek my identity, mm-hmm. um, which, fun story, is how I became a vegetarian. That's hilarious. Uh, I was a freshman in high school, and I was like, I don't know who I am or what mm-hmm. I'm doing, so why not make an identity by yeah. being a vegetarian? Yeah. Um, I, I feel like it sounds dumb when I say it out loud, but then I did research on it and I was like, oh, okay, you know, I'll actually stand by this. Yeah. And so I, not to do the stereotype of how, well, vegans usually talk about the fact that they're vegan. I'm not vegan, I'm vegetarian, but I'm still talking about it. Um, I've been one since I was uh, 14. Yeah. So Is it kind of one time. of those things now where it's like, well, since you've been vegetarian for so long, it's just like, that's just what it is. It's like second nature to me. I don't even like think about it. I just look at a menu and I'm like, that's what I'm getting. Mm. Just ignore all like the chicken and everything. Yeah. So uh, like you wouldn't be anti carnivores. What would it be called? <laughs> People who eat meat. Omnivore, yeah. isn't it? No, it's like carnivore. Omnivore does. Well, omnivore is all. Yeah. Um, I don't think we have a word. I think it's just carnivore. If you just eat meat. Yeah. So like, do, like <laughs> I mean, being real, like, do you look at people who eat meat and be like, how dare you? No. It's just more so like, that's just what I did. And so. Were you ever like that? Um, not really. Okay. Because I know people have always had a choice. Yeah. Um, I would prefer animals to not die for us to be full and yeah. hung, not hungry. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, it's can't control it. I can yeah. just do what I can do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine. I'm just curious because, like, I feel like because you were 16 and you were, or 14 and you were choosing your identity, for me, if I am staking my identity on something, everyone else that's not doing that thing, they suck a lot. Yeah. So, good job for not judging people for eating meat. Thank you. <laughs> and you've never judged anyone before, you were saying. I, I've never judged anybody. Yeah. Wow, your this is amazing. Done yeah. that at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, continue on. Uh, so... Uh, you're you're searching for your identity. What what um, basically drew you towards um, being a vegetarian? Like, how, how do you identify that as a part of your identity? Or another way to ask it of like, you were searching for your identity. What got you to the point of being a vegetarian? I don't know. It just kind of sounded cool. <laughs> Did you know like I need an identity or you it was more of like a subconscious thing? Um I think it's in high school is usually where people like find themselves or figure mm-hmm. out who they are. Yeah. Um so I think that was my mindset. Mm. Well actually like a lot of people in my music genre I listen to are vegetarians even to this day. That's wild. Mm. So I think that might have been a little bit of a push like mm-hmm. Oh, like this guitar player from my favorite band, the Vegetarian. Mm-hmm. So I should do it. Yeah. I did stuff like that a lot. Yeah, I got a. I learned how to play bass guitar because I was in love with Pete Wentz from Fall oh, Out yeah. Boy. I oh yeah, learned their songs and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that. I mean Fall Out Boy was like the biggest band ever. They're coming to Blossom this summer. You want to go? I really don't like going to concerts. <sighs> what? Yeah. TDH. Why? Um, I'll think about that. I'm I'm distraught. <laughs> okay, question. Not yeah. that I need to announce that I'm going to ask you a question, but I am. So you are, are a suppressor and repressor of emotions, but you also went through a lot of hard things. Were you ever depressed at any point, or that was just like, I'm just going to keep shoving it down and I'll be okay? Um, you should ask, was I ever not depressed? <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, easier okay. to know. <laughs> yes, uh, very depressed human being. Um, still struggle with it to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, actually was diagnosed with clinical depression mm-hmm. in college. Fun so, fact. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. It was very, life was hard and I also didn't know how to deal with it, process it, talk about it. Yeah. So yeah. I just kept it all in, which made it a lot worse. Yeah. So when did you get introduced to Jesus? Um, uh, the summer of 2015, my brother invited me to a Bible study, Mm -hmm. um, which was Ham Home Church. It was back when college ministry was only two home churches. Um, he invited me out. Um, I remember the teaching, I think Adam and Tom taught it and it was, um, 
what's his face? Jacob and Esau. Esau. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know this story. I remembered mm-hmm. learning it. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I know this. I was so excited. <laughs> um, so that was my first teaching. Went to burn afterwards. And then nobody talked to me again. <laughs> yeah. It was like, I didn't get any, well, I think somebody got my number, oh, but nobody ever texted that me. That wasn't a joke. Okay. And like my brother didn't invite me back. Oh. So I was just, you know, back to living my life again. Do you think that you gave the impression that you were like, this is terrible? So they were like, okay, we're just not going to try? No. I don't know. Maybe. Interesting. Uh, I feel like no. Okay. 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 I think I just mainly hung out with my brother and his guy friends. Yeah. Uh, his roommates. Mm. Um, that might be why, because I didn't really talk to that many girls. Yeah. Um, was that what, like, was that normal for you too? Like, yeah. with your friend group? Yeah, I've always had a lot more male friends mm. than female friends. Do you know why? Uh, I don't know. It's always been that way, even when I was little. Mm. Are emotions, like, icky to you at times? Yes. Or it's just like, yeah, it's just too much. I don't, I don't like emotions. Yeah. I'm learning. I've learned. I've grown yeah. a lot in that area. Um, yeah. So it's easy. That's why I think it's easier to talk yeah. to males because they don't get all emotional. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> so like hyper emotional for a male. And so, so I, I grew up with a bunch you. of sisters. And so it was like always 10 times easier to talk to a girl. I'm like, hey, I'm emotional like you. Like, we can vibe. Mm-hmm. We can vibe. And uh, dudes, I'm just like, I was, I mean, especially high school, early college years, I was like super sensitive all the time. So, like, hanging out with guys who would just, you know, put each other down all the time and like talk shit, joke around. Just like, why aren't we like loving each other and encouraging <laughs> each other more? And they'll just be like, F you. So, yeah, I'm the opposite side. It's fair. But I understand where you're coming from, too, because, like, sometimes I'm like, just stop crying. I want to walk away from you because <laughs> this is too much right now. Mm. So I can understand that. Yeah. Um, so you never came back. I never came back. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end. Um, no, I did. Uh, to get deeper into it, mm-hmm. um, I was in my last year of college at this point. Um, I feel like every time I talk about myself, I'm aging myself. No. 2015, I graduated. Well, actually, no, I, was, I guess it was 2014 when I started coming around, if you want to be specific. We yeah. do. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was, yeah May 2014. <laughs> right and then, um, yeah, so I'm in college learning things. Mm-hmm. And I was actually in a history class. And my professor was talking about how Jesus in the Bible is not real. Jesus as a person was real, but he was giving all these historical details on why the Bible was false nice. in my class. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. I'm like, is everything I thought that was real my whole life not real? Yeah. And I, I, that's when I started questioning God. Yeah. Um, and also in that point of my life, um, I was trying to deal with my feelings. I was feeling pretty lonely. Like I had a group of friends that I hung out with. Mm-hmm. Um but I still struggled with feeling lonely and depressed, so I was drinking a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was at the bars Thursday through Sunday, getting drunk every night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like in a really terrible spot in my life. Mm-hmm. And then my brother was like, hey, do you want to come to my Bible study again? And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. why not? Yeah. Um, and then that time, I talked primarily to women, <laughs> and they <laughs> got my number. Um and started becoming friends with them. Mm -hmm. Um, I know, I think the first person I talked to was uh, Marianne, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. Bonch, depending on how you know her. And once she latches onto you, you're latched onto, and you will be her friend. (laughs) Um, And it was really cool. She sought me out a lot. Um, Those girls, uh, Jess Tiller, Lindsay Mossereg, Corey's wife, Alyssa, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Aaron Schufs, who was previously on the show, um, they uh, invested in me a lot. And I was like, oh, my God, I have friends. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's what like got me to stick. Yeah, I was like, I have friends. Yeah. This is so exciting. Yeah. Um, so I kept coming out. Um, and what do you mean friends? 
quote unquote, it was like people that actually like were investing. Yes. Yeah. So like real people asking you questions and caring about you, friends. Yes. Not just like we get drunk together, friends. Correct. Okay. <laughs> having actual conversations. Yeah. Um, I think it's so interesting that your professor who's just out here like talking shit on the Bible is like what, and I guess I haven't heard the rest of your story, but like kind of what started turning some more gears and probably I would assume for other people in your class too. And maybe that really did turn people away from the Lord completely. But it's also just interesting that that was like another drop in the bucket of like actually investigating who God is and what he has to say about himself. Yeah. Um, it was definitely great timing. Yeah. Hmm. Um, it's like God did that or something. It's, it's weird. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like, yeah, like I've mentioned earlier, like I've never really like questioned God. I was kind of like, he's mm-hmm. there. I just did nothing mm-hmm. yeah. about it. And then yeah. the first time I like start to question, is he even real? Yeah. I go to a Bible study consistently. Yeah. Hmm. So what did you start to think like when you were there? Cause obviously that's really different from a Catholic church. Um, it was very different. Uh, I remember, I don't know if I've ever told anybody this, but my first, uh, or I guess my second, technically, Bible study I went to when we met on campus, we're sitting there at the teaching, and this guy walks in. I thought it was a homeless man. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. It was Keith. Yes. That's so um, funny. And I was just like, what's going on? Yeah. And then he like, starts commenting after, and I'm like, who is this guy? And I had to ask my brother. Um, so it was like a weird, I'm like, there's people my age and then there's this old homeless, homeless dude behind yeah. me <laughs> i was like what's going on yeah but it, yeah it was it was different because mm-hmm. it wasn't like singing or yeah. um pews just like a building we were just meeting mm-hmm. in a classroom yeah. on campus yeah and it was just it was different mm-hmm. when did you actually receive christ um okay i so remember <laughs> Well, can you tell us that? Yeah, part? can you tell me this one? Um, Give us a yes, story. thank you for asking. <laughs> no. Um, okay, so I started coming around. That was October 2014 specifics. I received Christ in March, mm. um, a few months later. Um, it was while we were on our Florida trip. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it, it was actually really sweet. Um, the IP before that week. Um, I got approached by like three different people. I think one was Lindsay. I'm pretty sure one was Corey and the other one was Logan Tiller. Um, I forget which one, if it was Logan or Corey, but one of them said, why don't you just pray to God to reveal himself to you? Mm. And I was like, I can do that. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's weird. Okay. Um, so I was driving home and I was like, all right, God, um, which I like with my story is weird because like, I've always believed in God. I don't know really yeah. why I was so hesitant to accept him like as my personal savior because yeah. I already believed in him. I think it was just like a scary thing. Like, mm-hmm. okay, my brain's clicking now since I have relationship issues based on my parents' divorce. I think I was afraid of mm. committing to a relationship and that's what yeah. that yeah. was, you know, yeah. committing myself to god for eternity yeah um so i prayed and i'm like god if this is something i need to do please tell me please Mm -hmm. make this Mm -hmm. like real give me a neon sign something that tells me do this now and i will do it like Mm -hmm. i just need that push yeah um because i was scared and then we were in florida and um we were it was a teaching um and they were going to do communion afterwards Mm -hmm. And uh, Lindsay, Jess, and Alyssa were like, hey, can we talk to you? And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like in the middle of the teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and they pulled me behind the building, like where everyone hangs out in Florida. And was like, do you know what we're about to do? And I was like, the communion? Uh-huh. And like, I've done it a million times. They're like, do you know what it means? And I was like, no. Because <laughs> I'm like, you just eat the bread. And, yeah. and yeah. they explained it to me. It's like your commitment to God, like submitting to him, loving him, like letting his death count on the cross for your sins. Mm -hmm. Like that's something you can't do unless you have a relationship with him. They're like, do you want this relationship? And I was like, God, (laughs) (laughs) this is my sign I needed to be with like my friends 
and just being straight up asked, like, do you want to do this now? Yeah. And I was like, yes. Um, and it was really cool because we all, like, held hands and prayed together and cried together. And then yeah. I got to immediately do communion yeah. right after, which yeah. was such an amazing feeling. Yeah. And then really cool. I remember um, I didn't tell anybody. Like, we just did it. We sat down, did communion and everything. And then I'm like, I need to find my brother. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, I get up and, like, everyone, there's so many people around. It's a huge crowd and everything. And somehow we, like, catch each other and we just run. He, I think someone told him. Oh. But he knew. And, like, we just hugged and cried together. And it was, like, That's a so really cute. sweet moment. Hmm. And I got to celebrate with the body of Christ immediately yeah. after. Yeah. Mm. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. Put tears in my eyeballs. Do mm. <laughs> you know why they're there? Um, you know why you're getting emotional? I'm sucking them back in. So. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. It was just a cute story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was a... I remember that night specifically. That was cool. Mm-hmm. That was really sweet. Um, so that was 2015. Yeah. So you're almost going to be maths eight years old. Mm. And spiritual age. Eight years since that happened. Yeah. Um, and I'm assuming that you learned quite a bit in those years. Not a thing. <laughs> yeah. That's what everyone says. <laughs> um, what are some of the things that the... I guess I can, since I know you a little bit more, how has your relationship with your parents changed um, since you received Christ? Um, it has changed a lot. Mm. Um, I feel like a real person with them and not mm. just a child. Mm. Um, because they are also not very emotional like me. Uh, my family is very passive, so it's always been hard to have conversations with each other. Um, but now I can actually have conversations with my parents, Mm. um, that are more than just like a yes, no answer. We get more details. I'm not afraid to ask my dad deeper questions. Mm. Um, cause before he used to kind of like keep it short. Um, but now I can ask him things and he'll respond. Mm. Um, and it was actually really cool. I want to say the other day, but this was like October. (laughs) No, it's November. It doesn't matter. You guys don't actually need the details. Um, but we went to a Browns game together. Um, yeah. And we were just, like, chatting about life. And I think it was the first time I actually got the sense, or he might have said it. I'm still bad with memory, even mm. though my adult life, um, that he was proud of me. Mm. And I never thought I would get that out of my dad. Mm. Uh, and it meant a lot. Yeah. Because I've always wanted um, to be someone that my parents were proud of. Mm. So that's a long way. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you know a lot about my dad. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, I, knowing more, it's just like, it's beautiful. Like mm-hmm. the transformation for both you and your brother. Um, having your, like a real adult and healthy relationship with your parents. Um, anything else that you want to, um, Hit on that's uh, you've seen the Lord um, focusing on your life that He's trying to uh, promote you in, like or ways that He's broken your character and transformed you. Anything you want to hit on there? Probably. <laughs> um, the spiritual questions are the hard ones, aren't they? Mm-hmm. <laughs> When it gets real. Yeah. I feel like he's broken me of a lot of things. That's good. Uh, <laughs> it's like, how, how do you pinpoint the things? Um, I feel like my biggest struggle, one of many, um, is really grasping his grace mm. and how much grace he has and that I don't deserve it, but he gives it to me. Because mm. um, contrary contrary to earlier statement that you made. I do judge people, Corey, <laughs> um, which is me not giving them grace. Yeah. Um, I do struggle with self-righteousness, thinking I'm better than people a lot of the times. Um, but God has shown me that, well, one, I'm not better than people. 
um, but how to love people regardless of how like I feel towards them mm. or what yeah. I'm judging them for. Um, and I think every year I get a little deeper in understanding his grace. Mm. Um, he's good at calling me out when I am being self-righteous, <laughs> which I hate, but I need and I actually love. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's helped me understand people a lot better because you're very different than me. Mm. Amia is very different than me. Um, and not just writing people off because they're different, but yeah. like mm-hmm. asking them questions to understand maybe the thing that I quote unquote don't like about them yeah. to understand like where it came from. And then it's like, Oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why you do that. And I'm going to love you anyways. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, yeah. good. Um, like I said, I don't know you that well, but I do, I'm friends with you on Facebook. And so <laughs> that's where I'm getting my information. But like a lot of the people that you named that were your, like initially the people that were your friends and helped lead you to Christ, it seems like you're still really close to them, which I don't think is the same for everyone. Like things kind of just fizzle over time. So because you were someone that was really introverted and hermiting for the majority of your life, what has it looked like for you to learn how to keep and build longstanding relationships? Um, well, I'm a very loyal person. Um, if I decide that you're my friend, you're my friend, Mm -hmm. um, regardless of how you feel. Um, so that helps. Yeah. I'm kind of like attach myself to people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but it, it has not been easy. Um, I'm not a great uh, initiator, so that's been a struggle for me, trying to figure out how to initiate with people, and a lot of those people aren't in my um, home church anymore, yeah. um, so it's like you have to make the time yeah. to get to know them, or not get to know them, continue the relationship, yeah. um, so I try to, like, any chance I get to see them, like at um, CT or a retreat in some way, go talk mm-hmm. to them see how they're doing or schedule hangouts um it's nice i still have aaron and Alyssa and home church together um and i'm officially being discipled with Alyssa now so that'll be cool i'll have more time with her Mm -hmm. Um, but she's also the person i text more than anyone (laughs) we talk a lot um but yeah i'm like i said i'm loyal so i try to do what i can yeah um one of the last things I want to hit on is um, you've been involved in Mimeo uh, mm-hmm. for quite a bit now, from as far as I remember. Um, can you uh, talk about that and how um, you got involved in that and how that's like changed your outlook on things? Um, yeah. So I got involved. Can you actually give like a brief summary of what brief it is summary. too for people that don't know? Um, yeah. So. Mimeo, Mimeo, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Mimeo. The proper pronouncement. It's uh, a service ministry where we go to a retirement home and hang out with residents, um, try to share the gospel with them, um, be their friend, because most of them don't have family at all, which is really sad. It's a very hard environment to be in. Um, And then we also go every Sunday morning and teach the Bible to them. We have our little Bible group. We have a pretty consistent group. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I've been doing that, I think it's been five years. Wow. Um, I started going because I was in a relationship with somebody who wanted to do a service ministry together. So he asked me to do that with mm-hmm. him. And I was like, okay. And then we went together. And then he never went back. Um, but I stayed. <laughs> um, it worked out well. It worked out. Um, so I met this guy like my first day, same with Mike and we hit it off right mm. away. He's very similar personality with me and we just would mess around and like joke about life. He literally had nobody. Um, and, uh, we would just talk, have a great time. Mm. Uh, we talk about Jesus and stuff, uh, which was the point, but it was cool. Mm. Uh, and I actually lost him last year mm. no 21 yeah 2021 mm. which was really hard for me mm-hmm. um because he was my buddy yeah and i'm to this day i don't know if he actually received christ or not mm. i hope he did yeah um because he understood the gospel 
I know that. But it was really hard for me when I lost him to want to go back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because this was a person I invested a long time in. And I'm like, how do I even invest in someone new? And yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and it was very, very hard for me. Um, but I'm still there. <laughs> I'm still yeah. going. Um, and it's still hard. Um, but it's mainly because trying to love somebody outside of yourself mm-hmm. who doesn't give you much love feelings back yeah. is difficult. Um, but it's really cool. I'm blessed. Um, it's a ministry I've been a part of for so long. And to be able to lead other people to continue to love others, Mm -hmm. um, it's been a great blessing. Mm. What would you say, and I'm sorry because this is another um, deep question, but (laughs) the Lord has showed you about himself the most through you doing the Mayo. Um, That's a good question. Uh, Just, I think he's shown me that... um, trying to think how to word it life's not comfortable it's Mm -hmm. not meant to be comfortable because i love comfortability Mm -hmm. um and everything about this ministry is uncomfortable Mm -hmm. even sometimes it smells because people poop their pants you know that's uncomfortable but um that happens at our home churches too. that's true (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah you you gotta not think about yourself for an hour every thursday Mm -hmm. and like maybe two and a half hours every sunday and focus on other people, um, which is so hard because mm-hmm. I prefer to just talk about myself most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's easier. Um, Good thing you're on our podcast. I know. <laughs> to talk about myself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that, and then like trusting the Lord a thousand percent because mm-hmm. COVID was hard for that ministry. Yeah. Because we yeah. weren't allowed in the building. So we had to think of creative ways to like. Yeah scream at them through their windows and like wave and like that's really cute um but like the lord has blessed that ministry Mm -hmm. so much like it's still going um we've had a couple of people uh join um and now we have a pretty steady bible study on sunday mornings um we have at least five residents come that's really cool um and it's an opportunity to like teach because i'm i'm not an experienced teacher I don't like it mm-hmm. at all, mm-hmm. um, but I still try to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's extremely out of my comfort zone. Yeah. So yeah. I teach in two weeks if you want to pray for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forget First Thessalonians 2, I think. Hmm. But So he, you said that it's learning how to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is that like you've learned that? Like, it's going to be okay at the end of the day because, like, God is good or he's a provider. Like, if you had to give some sort of, like, name to God, I guess, throughout that. Um, Sorry, that's a hard one. That is a hard question. <laughs> um, I feel like that's a better word than provider. Hey, that's a like, good enough word if you want it to be the word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It might be. My brain's not computing. It's totally fine. Well, I mean, it's uh, it's true. He's a yeah. provider. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Lori. Corey. Uh, supposedly you listen to our podcast. <laughs> and, I do. Uh, do you know the last question that we ask everyone? Um, what has God saved you from? Mm-hmm. Nice. Very good. And that'll be it for <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. You must be saved because you knew that question. So. <laughs> what has God saved you from? Um, I know I've been trying to think of a good answer because I knew you would ask me that mm-hmm. question. Yeah. Um, I wanted, oh, dang it. I was going to say whatever Angelo said. But then I forget what it is in this Myself. moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, just to be a troll. <laughs> um, I don't know if this is, I, I mean, this is my answer, but I feel like it doesn't work with the way the question was phrased. Um, going back to what we've talked about is relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think God has saved me from a crappy, loveless life. 
um, because he's shown me what real love looks like, Hmm. how to have it, how to pursue it and how, um, just to like really know what it actually is and what it means. Uh, it's obviously I didn't know what it meant Mm. because I was always like relationships don't work. They're Mm. terrible. Mm. But look at me now. I have a relationship with God. I have a relationship with friends. Um, I have a boyfriend that I love and like Mm. stuff like that. Like that wouldn't have been possible, Mm -hmm. um, without God. And I think that's one of the biggest things that he saved me from Mm. is just giving my life to people who don't Mm. love me. Mm who I don't love, (laughs) Um, you know, I feel like that would be a pretty crummy life if I didn't get to experience God's love. Yeah. And in reality, you do give your life to people that don't love you, but like you just said, it's okay because God's a provider. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It was really well put. Thank you. I like this podcast. (laughs) Um, I prefer uh, five minutes of good stuff with oh, Carlisi. That'll be if it. you listen to his last episode. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna delete this episode. <laughs> oh. That's our number one. one competitor. He called me out his last episode. It was great. Did he? Yeah, well, I, I listened listen. to every single episode. What did he call me out on? Um, we don't talk about his podcast on our podcast. <laughs> well, Lori, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having um, me. Such yeah. a pleasure to have you and hear more about you. Now I know fifty-three percent about you. Nice. Um, I thought you were at 54. No, I was at 48%. Oh, yeah. I'm stupid. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, we're in home church together, so maybe we'll talk again in like three months. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I'm excited to be in home church with you too. I think, uh, uh, I was excited to, uh, uh, hang out with Laura and, you know, make fun of people together and judge people from across the room. <laughs> <laughs> wow just kidding but uh no it, it's a it's a blast been getting to know you and uh uh yeah when i when i think about our relationship i think about uh when we rode down to south dakota oh yeah and, uh, <laughs> and we were just listening to all of our emo songs and just uh Singing. bonding over just being super emotional hating the world in high school but also we were on our way to like go serve people for a week and so it's like we're able to uh, our lives in comparison of what what they were like in high school versus now is uh, on the same page like we want to serve the Lord so I don't know that's cool I appreciate you sharing your life 